This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Rappaport to the rescue with award-winning animal advocate Jill Rappaport. Hi, I'm Jill Rappaport, and welcome to Rappaport to the Rescue. Today, we're going to deal with a very serious topic, true animal welfare, protecting our beloved fur angels in all situations, whether it be on a movie set, on a Broadway stage, or in our homes. We're going to focus solely on that topic today. And the reason I wanted to focus on this is because of the recent announcement about Amazon's prime video show, The Pack, just announced that it has been canceled for good. This was quite a surprise because the series got a lot of buzz. I myself interviewed Lucy Riles, one of the contestants in November, and Lindsay Vaughn, a true animal advocate, is the host. Now, the reason at the time all the buzz was happening just two days ago, all of the articles, everything I read said it was due basically to animals being endangered, and PETA was responsible for reaching out to them and expressing their concerns. And the next thing you know, the show was canceled. Now the rap actually broke the story. There's my Oscar barking his opinions in. And when they broke it, they wrote, and I'm going to quote here, Amazon Prime Video has canceled humans and their dogs competition, The Pack, after just one season. The rap has learned the Amazing Race style series was hosted by Olympian Lindsay Vaughn and her dog, and reps for Amazon and The Pack Studio Renegade 83 did not immediately respond to the rap's request for comment on the cancellation, which comes one month after the rap obtained and published edited room floor footage of dogs being put into seemingly dangerous situations. Now, PETA, as I mentioned, condemned the footage in a statement to the rap, saying video footage of a dog dangling in midair from someone's harness and paddling in a futile effort to gain his or, in this case, I believe it was her footing, before getting swung into a rock face shows exactly where producers' priorities lay for, quote, the pack. Oh, this was very, very unsettling, especially when I looked at the clip and it appears to be a black lab. PETA said it was a senior dog. Now, Lucy Riles had the only black senior lab in the show, and I could hear audio of people cheering her on saying, go Lucy. And I heard the woman in the footage saying, good girl, Duchess, good girl, Duchess. And that is the name of the dog. And we interviewed her, as I mentioned, and we are going to play a clip right now of her response when I asked her point blank about the safety for the animals in this show. Take a listen. And there will be animal advocates out there wondering because these animals really are pushed to their limits. These dogs are like exercised to the moon and back. Right. Were you concerned about that? Did you consult a vet first? Was it a good idea for her? Did you have any apprehensions going in for her safety and well-being? Absolutely. When I got the call to do the show and they said, hey, we want a mom. It's amazing race, but with your dogs traveling the world. My very first hesitation was, how will Duchess do? How are they going to treat Duchess? How is this going to look? And they were like, this is Amazon. We are not messing around. These dogs will fly first class right next to you in a charter flight. They had a whole staff of dog safety team between vets and trainers 
looking out for dogs all the time. And if you see a part in the show where there's a lot of running, there's a very good chance we had a stop down because a lot of times they were always factoring in the dog's um, well-being. Yeah. I keep saying to people, they treated the dogs better than the humans. I said, if you're treating my duchess like royalty and I can just come along for the ride and benefit from that. (laughs) That was Lucy Riles, pet parent to Duchess, speaking very candidly and open about the safety on the show and the love of her dog and how she too in the beginning had concerns But then those were alleviated once she realized what the show was going to be. Now, of course, I immediately reached out to Lucy yesterday. I actually called her, and I could hear the distress in her phone. She obviously loves her dogs. She's a great parent. She's written books on parenting and a really, really nice person. And I can only imagine how she feels with this going on. And she actually wrote back to me. I asked for an interview, which she declined to do. But instead, she sent back an email to me saying, quote, Thanks for reaching out and your concern. The past 24 hours have been incredibly disheartening. The pack season two was not picked up, but not because of PETA. Please know that for facts. Amazon has confirmed that to every press outlet. Yet they, she's referring to PETA, are using the prior headline as clickbait. It's not true. It's a global traveling competition series that was postponed because of a global epidemic. That is a quote from Lucy Rouse. I reached out again to do an interview because I thought it would really be in her best interest to speak from her heart. She's very passionate about this. She was very upset. And the final email I sent to her, she hasn't answered yet. Now, I also would like to read from Amazon, which Lucy requested that I read as well Amazon's comments about the real reason for the cancellation. And they say, quote, we can confirm that the pack is not going forward with a season two, a representative from Amazon Studios told Daily Pause. The cancellation comes amid some controversy. While there has been speculation that the show was canceled because of PETA's condemnation over some leaked behind the scenes videos published by the rap, Amazon Studios does not confirm that was the reason behind the decision. They say does not confirm that, but they also do not deny it. Like a lot of series, I'm continuing the quote, over the past year, the COVID-19 pandemic did have an impact on our plans, the Amazon Studios representative said. There is no connection between PETA and the show not coming back. End of quote. Well, there's certainly a lot to digest here. Everybody has spoken how they feel and what they believe is the true reason the show was canceled. And now I bring in my wonderful friend, Bill Berloni, a very big part of this show, a behaviorist, a humanitarian, an author, and a true from the heart animal advocate. Bill, you just heard everybody's comments. You know the situation. What are your thoughts? Once again, I'm saddened and embarrassed to say I'm part of that industry. For years, I've been trying to be a catalyst for change in the filming industry. For years, I've tried to set examples. For years, I've set my own standards in which the moment I felt an animal was being harmed, I stopped or quit or left. And yet, I know what happens. I know what happens and I'm relieved every time a story like this gets exposed because we can continue to have the discussion. You saw the clip. We've talked about this endlessly yesterday. You've read the stories. What did you think when you saw that clip? Oh, the animals were being harmed. And that's the sort of thing that they're hiding behind. 
No animals were physically harmed, not at all. You know, they had vets there, they had trainers there, but no one cares about their emotional well-being and what sort of trauma that leaves them with. And why do I care about that? Because I work in the shelter system where I see dogs who've been abused and abandoned and what that does to them and the scars that it leaves on them forever. So yes, terrifying dogs by propelling them off of a cliff is not in any way, shape or form beneficial to your dog's health and well-being. Now I should mention, I reached out again to Lucy. I think I sent two or three emails confirming that that in fact was her and Duchess in the video. And only because it was a black lab appeared to be. And I heard the names Lucy and Duchess and I don't have great hearing, but I did hear that. And she has not answered me. And from everything I've read, it has not been confirmed who the actual contestant and dog were. You know, we talk about entertainment. We have these shows for quote entertainment. You yourself have been in a situation where you were hired to be on a very prominent Broadway stage and you had a very similar situation that could have gone forward, but you put a stop to it. Back in 2014, there was a revival of a very popular play called You Can't Take It With You. And it actually was starring James Earl Jones and a whole host of Hollywood and Broadway stars, Rose Byrne. And in the script, the family lives in an old house. They have a a fireworks factory in the basement. And the play opens with Mama sitting at her desk with a bunch of kittens. And Papa comes up from the basement. In the original script, it said he had sparklers. And in this new revival, they asked me to provide the kittens. And we were so excited because the producers also agreed we were going to do an adoption event. When the kittens grew too large, people could apply for them and adopt them at the theater. So we were going to be giving the chances for kittens around New York City to find homes and to raise awareness. And when I kept asking exactly what the pyrotechnic effect was going to be, people kept bouncing around it. They wouldn't give me an answer, particularly the director. And I finally went to the producers and said, I need to know what this effect is. Don't worry, Bill, it's going to be fine. Don't worry, it's going to be fine. Well, we got to the theater and we were starting to tech the show where it's the first time you're putting all the elements on stage. And we had the kittens on stage and they brought the effect on and it was a it was a fry pan that exploded. Oh. And the eight-week-old kittens jumped. I mean, the, the actress almost dropped them. And I went, stop, stop, stop. No, we can't have that effect. And the director disagreed with me. And as we tried to talk about it, he said, let's just move on. And, you know, I went to the producers and I explained that cannot happen. It's cruel. It's inhumane. And I've been asking for it for weeks. So they promised me, the producers promised me they would talk to the director. It would be changed. And we got to dress rehearsal. And once again, those fireworks went off and uh, the kittens were scared. And I, I ran to the back of the theater and started yelling at the producers. I was like, you lied to me. You didn't prevent this. Bill, Bill, it was, it was a mistake. We promised it's not going to happen tomorrow night at the first show. <laughs> and they knew that I was livid. And uh, the next night at the first show, the same effect happened. At that point, I had a, a very large decision to make. I had to make the decision whether I was going to stay for the money or take my animals and leave. And it took me a second and a half to decide we were going to leave. Now, I had an employee who was promised work for a year and a half. And I asked her, I said, are you okay with this? Because we're going to lose a lot of money. She said, absolutely. So people had left the theater. We packed up the kittens and our belongings and we were leaving. And the doorman said, wait a minute, where where are you doing? I said, I'm leaving. And he said, wait, you can't leave. We'll figure it out. And I said, no, I'm gone. The next morning, the producers called me up, threatened to sue me for breach of contract. And I said, well, interestingly enough, you never signed my contract. And they had a show that night. 
So I've lost tens of thousands of dollars. And I chose not to go public with that story because I didn't want to hurt the reputation of the show and the honest actors who supported my decision wholeheartedly. And we should mention, Bill, you know, you are, you and your lovely wife, Dorothy, are the proud pet parent to multiple animals. You literally live in Noah's Ark and have to support and feed so many animals. So for you to make this decision to walk and literally lose, as you put it, tens of thousands of dollars was the difference between animal welfare and your survival. Yes, but (laughs) it's who we are. It's who we are. You can't call yourself an animal advocate and not walk the walk in whatever circumstance. How many times have you gone into dangerous situations, Jill? How many times have you overextended, you know, your expenses to help an animal? It's what we do. And we don't think about it because we care, you know, and what hurt the most was that the person they brought in that day, the cast was calling me up for weeks saying, these poor kittens are terrified. Bill, we don't know what to do. I said, report it to the SPCA and nobody would whistle blow on the show for fear of their job. So Except you. <laughs> you were the only one that actually took a stand. I took a stand. I don't name names, so I can't get sued. But you could look up the show and find out who the director was and who the other trainer was that took over for me. But, but Bill, obviously, this cancellation of the pack just happened. So, yes. you know, the situation you're talking about, I believe, was in 2016, almost five years ago. Yeah. So this goes on all the time. How are we going to control this? How are we going to protect our animals? It started long ago with the American Humane Association, who was brought in when horses were being killed on film sets, you know, as basically as a third party witness to make sure that no animals were harmed. There are people, their representatives, and they're making sure that if an animal is harmed, that the film won't get the rating. But here's the crazy thing, you know, sets and TV shows are secretive. And everybody has to sign non-disclosure agreements. Nobody can tell what goes on. So there is this wall of legal secrecy that you can do whatever you want. And if you whistleblow, you're the one who can get sued. So unfortunately, American Humane Association falls under that category. Even if they saw an animal be shot, they could not report it to the police. They would be sued. So we need law enforcement to be part of the policing of animals on sets. Just like we have child social workers, when children are on sets, we need someone with governmental authority watching this. And, you know, just like the ASPCA, their slogan is, we are their voice. Without us, they have no protection. They can't fend for themselves. They can't speak for themselves. If we don't speak up, they have no protection. That in itself gives me chills. And in this case, you know, a reality show where you offer people $750,000 and tell them everything's going to be fine and the animals are going to be taken care of. We're going to have experts there, you know, here, just sign this contract. And once you get in it, you have no control. Now, my wife, Dorothy, and I did a reality show for Discovery Family. It was called From Wags to Riches with Bill Berlone. Before I agreed to do it, we were executive producers and we had editing control over what was done. So we protected our animals because we were not going to let Discovery tell us what we were going to do with our animals. And it was take it or leave it. And fortunately, Discovery went with us. And I'm very proud of the show we did. But the people who were on this show didn't know better. How could they have known better? And while there might have been trainers, while there might have been vets, again, they didn't have the right or power to stop anything. They just had to make sure that they could get the shot. How do we keep the dog from getting hurt from coming down the side of a mountain? That was their job. And it looked like a search and rescue mission. You saw it. The dog looked terrified. 
Oh my goodness. You know, Jill, my animals work all over the United States. It is hard to travel them. We never fly them. We drive them from city to city. They live in hotel rooms. I mean, I make sure that before we go to a city, I know where the vet is. I know where the theater is. I know where the parks are. It's stressful to travel. So when I saw the idea of that show, it was like, you can take regular pets, not seasoned trained dogs and trample them all over the globe for ratings. Bad idea. You're listening to Bill Berloni, animal advocate, behaviorist, and true lover of our animals and really wants to make sure he can protect them to the best of his ability and has done so ever since he got into this business because it's from your heart, Bill. Absolutely. I didn't get into this business because I wanted to work with animals. I rescued an animal and he did something for me, which was incredible, which was to go on stage and perform. And I was inspired to be able to use his fame, the original Sandy, to help raise awareness about unwanted pets and also create art that was humane, but also moving. So I had no problem drawing the line with my conscience and not with my economic bottom line. Bill, you know, watch this footage. We hear these stories day in and day out. And we say to ourselves, when is it going to end? Now, coming up, we're going to hear from another true animal advocate, Nancy Blaney, who has been advocating on behalf of animals for over 35 years. She's currently the Director of Government Affairs for the Animal Welfare Institute. And we will hear from Nancy coming up. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Spanning the planet. Spanning the planet. You've landed at the Pet Entertainment Center of the Universe. Alert the paparazzi. This is Pet Life Radio, the ultimate animal adventure. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Rappaport to the Rescue. I'm Joe Rappaport. And as I just mentioned, we have a very special guest with us now. Nancy Blaney has advocated on behalf of animals for over 35 years. She is currently the Director of Government Affairs for the Animal Welfare Institute. And Nancy, we are so thrilled to have you here because you have unfortunately witnessed this time and time again. You've been working with federal and state legislators and regulators, other interest groups, and the law enforcement to make sure our fur angels are safe. What did you think about this situation? I'll tell you, I was horrified. I couldn't believe really that pet owners, pet parents would put their animals in such harm's way. You know, in watching those clips that the rap uncovered, the animals were clearly in a dangerous situation by none of their choosing. It's just as amazing that a pet parent would think that that's a, a good thing. And then 
one animal was banged into the rocks. One owner was straddling her dog because they were getting all tangled up in the, the lines. So I just, A, am horrified that it happened. B, am horrified but not surprised that that wound up on the cutting room floor and that the direction was, okay, let's make it work without that. So obviously the viewing audience would not have gotten a view of what actually was going on. When I first heard the promos for this show, I thought that sounds a little risky, but you know, these are the pet owners. They would not deliberately put their animals in danger. And I was clearly wrong about that. You know, it's interesting because I've had the opportunity to interview Lindsay Vaughn. She's the host of the show. And if I tell you, her dogs are her children. She lives for them. I can't imagine someone like Lindsay or even Lucy Riles, who we had on the show, who was gushing over her dogs. It's shocking to me that if they had a sense of this, they would have stayed on. Yeah, that was surprising too, knowing of Lindsay Vaughn's you know, rescue of animals and her, her devotion to her own. So I wonder, you know, how much she knew about that? Were, were these things that she didn't see? Was she not on site at the time? So there's a lot I don't know about that. I'm sure there's a lot that a lot of people don't know about that. Amazon is denying it has anything to do with the fact that PETA got this footage from the rap exclusively. They're saying that they canceled the show due to COVID restrictions. Well, if they were worried about COVID restrictions, they probably wouldn't have started the show in the first place because it necessitated people traveling. And, you know, frankly, I think I would have thought a little better of Amazon if they had said, oh, my God, we were horrified by what we saw. We're canceling the show. So I would have thought more of them if they had just admitted that this was brought to their attention and they put the kibosh on it rather than saying, oh, it had nothing to do with it. You know, Bill, you and Nancy, the three of us are totally aligned in this. Well, from Nancy's point of view, when is any animal abuse going to end? It's driven primarily by greed. You know, whether it's for food, whether it's for furs, whether it's for entertainment, you know, it's to make money. And these poor creatures are put in harm's way. And oftentimes, unknowing owners are also put in that situation. Well, I know, Bill, you have a special plea. Yes, it's going to take a long time for us to get people in onto those sets to actually regulate them. So I appeal to my colleagues in the film industry, be the whistleblower whip out your cell phone camera and take a shot, please, and post it anonymously, because that's the only way we're going to continue to uncover this. And Nancy, from your angle, I mean, you're out there every day working on behalf of animals in need. What would you like to say about this? What can be done? Well, it really does take the individual being alert to these things going on and paying attention to what they hear. The thing that shocks me the most still is the health of the puppy mill industry. You want to talk about abject cruelty to animals to make a buck. I mean, that is where it happens. And people still buy pets in pet stores and they still buy them from online sellers and they still buy them from people they don't know anything about instead of going to a rescue or a shelter and you know giving somebody a second chance so to kind of just have blinders on about certain things really is not justifiable these days and while having been in this movement for so long and I'm awfully sorry I mentioned just how long it was <laughs> it's so sad. Sad, the reality of this, yeah. right? 
But things have gotten better. You know, they really have from the time when I started to what I'm seeing now, things are much better. Policymakers are more aware of things. So they are more apt to, you know, kind of take the lead on on getting laws passed that we need. So things have gotten better, but there are still some things where it really comes down, as Bill said, to the individual, the individual trainer, the individual consumer to say, I am not going to help to maintain these industries that exploit and cause pain to animals. Well, Nancy Blaney, Bill Berloni, thank you both so much. This has been such an interesting and informative show. You two are amazing for what you do for animals in need. And I want to end on a very high, happy note. We all want to wish the wonderful, legendary, true animal advocate, one of the originals, Betty White, the Ah. most wonderful, blessed birthday. This Sunday, she's going to be 99 years young. She was a true inspiration for me. I know for you too, Bill. I adore Betty White. So Betty, we love you. Happy, healthy, 99. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. And Bill, how do we end the show? Please Please stay positive. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.